Welcome to episode 126 of Drew Sports Crew here on this Sunday afternoon. Myself, Drew Skyberg, bringing you the news here in the sports world. Right here before the 110 Brewer game. I will not be there today, as you can tell. I'm here to tell you what happened last night. Packer family fun night. I was at the Brewer game, so I wasn't actually can't do the real in-person reporting. Um, but I can tell you things I saw. I can tell you things I read. Again, Matt Schneider at the, at the Athletic helps us out here. Um, link down to the article I'll be mentioning is down below. I'll mention that later. But some good stuff there um, regarding what happened last night. It was overall a pretty successful night, it seems. So we'll talk about that. You would have found me, though, again, at the Brewer game. You would have also found Jared Valeski. He was there as well. So some good fun there at the game. Uh, walk-off win for the Milwaukee Brewers. Devin William World Baseball Classic bobblehead. I did, in fact, get one. Great bobblehead. Phenomenal. Uh, so overall, a successful night. And, yeah, we got the game coming today. Brandon Woodruff's debut. So, yeah, looking at around a 30-minute episode today as usual. And with that, then we got we got to watch that start, see how he does in his debut. It's an exciting day in Milwaukee. So that's what's going on here. I do have announcements to make. Of course, we are now looking four days away. Thursday, August 10th, Petskull Brewing Company in Manitowoc live show. This week's episode of Journey to Million will be live in person. Yes, we have fun stuff. We have games. We have, I mean, we're going to be going through um, a lot of good Packer news. It's going to be a great time. The atmosphere there, the food. I don't know much about the drinks, but heard the drinks are pretty good there. Um, and then also, yeah, it's going to be phenomenal time. Again, we're going through the Packers season preview. So kind of what I'm doing here, but we'll, we'll, we'll condense it more. You know, we'll talk about uh, the overall season, what we're expecting, strength of schedule, all that stuff. You know, like we're going to be going through award predictions, general NFL things there. Yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have a a grid, right? We we love our grids. We have a grid made. You get to compete, see how well you do, and then Jared, Zach, and I we're gonna be competing in some games as well. So you get to see how that goes. Uh, we'll kind of break it down for you. Uh, we'll have, and we will have audio, and we're hoping on video this year too. So it's an exciting time. Looking forward to it, and we hope to see you there Thursday, seven o'clock, Petskull Brewing Company in Manitowoc. So that is what I, that's where you're going to hear the episode. It might be out like Friday now, but if you want to hear it live Thursday, 7 PM, the baseball crew, then Saturday morning, uh, the slate itself. I had, we had some good names yesterday. It it ended up not working out. I mean, the Scooble call it SP two was a good one. Burns didn't really have the feel for it yesterday as we would have hoped. Maeda would have been the best move. Otherwise, hitting um, had some good calls with like Colas, um, Gonzalez as well, but missed out on some other other plays. So just gotta have those sharp reads. Looking forward to next week as well. So that'll be Saturday morning. But you got me here. Let's go through the Wisconsin news here now. Start, yeah, we'll start with the Packers. We'll talk about family fun night last night. They're August fifth, and it was it was good. I mean, like. From what, what I read from others I saw on Twitter, or X, rather, um, 
was it was a successful night. I did like a new thing this year. So for those who may have not been able to catch it, uh, they really did a great job of incorporating the Packer player families as well. So it's family fun night, right? So it often involves other families getting involved, right? I've been to this event, you know, with family and right. We've done that, but Packers want to step further this year and they included the players families. So they actually got to walk out. It was really cool. Um, definitely something we like to see. Um, right. I, I, I was really, really pleased with seeing that. So um, that was, that was a big takeaway just from the overall event. Uh, many got to see the new scoreboard for the first time. If you were there, let me know what you thought. I definitely want to know. I'll be at a preseason game in a couple weeks here. So I will, I will let you know I'm going August 19th. So looking forward to that, but let's go through then the overall night. And again, Matt Schneidman, thank you right, for helping us break that down. Again, that article down below with The Athletic. So uh, the, the big takeaway was, I mean, I, we talked about this last week. Anders Carlson ha- has struggled at camp so far. He was missing from 45, 50 yards out, um, you know, on like the left and right hash, respectively. And it, there, there were some concerns was, you know, drafting him six-round draft capital for a kicker is not, even though it's just seven rounds, that's still decent capital for a kicker. A lot of guys end up, Potentially going undrafted or seventh round. So, point being is, um, right, we needed Carlson to step it up, and he had his best night at family night. And I want to go through kind of what the thoughts were with it because it seemed like he was he was on fire. Um, I mean, he was made. It was his best night again kicking, which you love to see. Um, and he was making, you know, it was he was eight for nine on field goals, and now he's so now he's. Overall camp, he's at 67%. So, eh, I mean, it's decent, but one of them, and, and his only miss last night on his field goal, supposedly, right, was, was a bad snap slash hold. So that was, that's, that's what we like to hear, you know, not that it was bad snap or hold, but his miss wasn't, because it was from 50 yards out, was, oh, was his miss just like, was it too short or, which it was short, but so far, you know, we'll take he made 53 from the right hash last night. That's what we like to see. Um, a lot of good words. Uh, Matt LaFleur was pleased with how he did. Um, but overall, you know, with Carlson, that's what we want to hear. Um, he's making those field goals. A big thing, right, with the Packers has Crosby's been efficient. We know Crosby in his last few years. He, he was accurate. It just the distance came, you know, that ended up being where it was time to go. Just needing to hit those longer yard ones. Carlson hitting a 53. We, we like that, and hopefully in game setting we can keep that going there. Um, the other comment I, I do want to mention too is with the overall line. So we, we finally heard some things on David Bakhtiari. So he's been – we know he's been fairly extremely limited at practice so far uh, in training camp, but um, it sounds like he, right, he was in sweatpants last night. Um and he's not going to be – He the last time he practiced uh, has been – it was last Tuesday. So we're waiting more on that. Um, it seems like throughout the rest of the career they're going to be pretty cautious with Bakhtiari just with the nature of, you know, the injury history and whatnot, which when healthy, Bakhtiari, absolute stud. Same with Elton Jenkins. He did miss last night's uh, family fun night. It seems it was due to an illness. So, so that, that's what – we are waiting on um, hopefully get those guys back together. 
the other takeaways, right? I mean, the one that Schneidman also highlighted was Tariq Carpenter. You remember us talking about him? 20, he was seventh rounder last year in the draft. And, and now he's actually going to be playing um, inside linebacker. So, which when he was drafted, he actually, um, which we talked live show actually last year at Petscope where we talked about Tariq Carpenter. He's drafted as a safety. So now they're converting him, and all, uh, kudos to a guy who's been really helping out is, has been Rich Bisaccia, and we've talked about him. He was the guy who took over with uh, actually with the Raiders, um, and he, he coached them for half a season before they brought Josh McDaniels and comes over to Green Bay, assistant head coach, and also he's a, he brought, got brought over as a special teams coordinator, um, and Carpenter has mentioned him as, as a guy who's helped him along the way, which is great to see Carpenter um, so far has been lighting up at camp, played very well. I wonder if he's going to play himself into an even starting spot there, but you just wonder how this defense is going to look. Um, so I like hearing that those kinds of news, like that kind of news. It does seem a common theme though. We we've heard defense has been winning at camp. I mean, that's just been everywhere. We've heard that. And so far, you know, like the first drive, it sounded like last night, defense continued to win. But the offense had some wins last night, which was good to see. If you are on X or Twitter, right, Twitter, um, you you would have probably have seen the Christian Watson deep touchdown, um, contested deep touchdown catch from, from the pass of Jordan Love, right? Jordan Love threw it over. It was great to see. Um, that looked good. Uh, Musgrave had some plays, you know, um, Definitely like to see that. I, don't know, I, I thought last night, I've just watched some of the highlights there, especially the Watson play. Like, definitely made you excited for the season. Um, it, it's hard to base off some of the offense and defensive reps, though, overall. Um, so, that's kind of where it's hard because it's family fun night, right? So, we don't know. We don't get a whole month, whole lot from it, but. We're also waiting on updates from Rashawn Gary and Eric Stokes, who are still on the pup. So, um, also Josiah DeGuar- DeGuara, and then also Lou Nichols, who is the running back drafted. Who looks like he might be the third running back on this team. They also did not participate last night. So, Gary, of course, recovering from the ACL, which we wonder how long that will be. We definitely want Rashawn Gary back. Um, and still he he's been kind of from what I've seen, it's kind of been like Bakhtiari where they're very strict practicing, right? He's still on the pup list too. So a little different, but they're on similar things where they're being heavily monitored at this time. So overall, a successful family fun night. It seems like right, they bring more to family now, right? With the Packer players as well. Love to see that. Anders Carlson, who originally, right? Um we talked about his struggles. Uh, hopefully, right, when we talk about the season preview on Thursday, talking about the new kicker situation, hopefully we get more good reports at camp so I can we can take to say, say, we're looking forward to seeing Anders Carlson in 2023-2024. Otherwise, offense had some wins last night after a rough start. But overall, looking forward to the season come fall here, not like a month away. Wow. So thank you again, Matt Schneidman from The Athletic. Link to the article I've mentioned down below. Let's talk about some training camp dates as well. Just kind of like what's on schedule this week. So right now we have, regarding days of camp, we have 1230 tomorrow. 
And that's actually the the only public one this week. We do have the I'm looking forward to next like the next week. So August 16th and 17th, Wednesday and Thursday, joint practice between with the New England Patriots. That's going to be a good one. And again, I'll be at when they're playing there on Saturday. So last open camp is already August 23rd. I mean, it's already coming up to us, so it's crazy to see. But there is your update on your Green Bay Packers. Let's go over to the Milwaukee Brewers side. Let's talk about what's going on. So, right, trade deadline was last Monday. Brewers go out and make some moves. Marcana is a new one to the team. And then also Andrew Chafin. So I wanted to talk more about the Andrew Chafin trade. I found that one particularly interesting. More on the Arizona Diamondbacks side. So they do give up Peter Streslecki. So if you recall, he was he was more of a seventh, eighth inning guy to start the year. Had some good numbers, a decent strikeout numbers, and then it just ballooned up on him. Gave up some runs, had issues with walks, and his ERA then from being sub two was now four five, four five four. So Streslecki got sent down to AAA, and then. The Diamondbacks were looking for a right-hand reliever. So Milwaukee was able to just come in very nicely and say, hey, Pierce was lucky. He has some years of control. Um, and Chafin, I believe, has a club option next year. But they valued the control enough to give up a guy like Andrew Chafin, who's going to be a solid lefty reliever, which those are hard to come by for competing teams. We know that. So I'm happy he will be with the Brewers, and he has been. He's already pitched two outings, no runs allowed. He's already walked a couple, though. So it's been a walk per inning so far with him. But otherwise, it seems Abner Uribe, so a guy we've talked about, um, a lot of positive things. He's looked great, 186 ERA. He is going to kind of move into that seventh inning role. I think he's going to take Elvis Peguero's spot. We talked about Peguero. He was struggling recently. He's going to move more now into... Um, kind of just a leverage role where like when you need a guy, he's going to go in. So that's where I imagine he will be. Chafin's going to move into that lefty. Him and Milner are going to be the two lefties to attack, right? Those lefty hitters who we need them to attack. Um, and that's going to be the move moving forward there. But otherwise, right? It's Brandon Woodruff day in Milwaukee today for those who celebrate. It is exciting. We are looking forward to it. Um, but otherwise, Corbin Burns, again, pitched Saturday. Yesterday, and right? The walks were the issue I talked about. And he walked a couple. Not too many strikeouts, but ERA now for 3-4. I just want to go through the pitching stuff. Colin Ray was optioned uh, after a, a really rough outing there on Friday, as, as we expected on that. Um, so right now it's been him and Lauer both who have not panned out recently. Uh, I mean, Ray did decent, but ended up just being too much, giving up too much hard contact. Uh, Wade Miley's back as well. That was the news. Just want to touch on a little bit of the pitching things before we go into like how the schedule looked this week. So thought the bullpen stuff was important. Just get that off. Talk about that. So right on Monday, July 31st, they played those, the nationals. I mean, we're already going back last Monday, they lost that one five to three. It was a tough series in, in Washington. I mean, to say the least. That Monday one got away from them. They do win Tuesday six to four. That one, I mean, they could have been like 
just crazy how base walks. They could have easily been swept this weekend or this week uh, just with how it turned out. The Brewers did have a four-run fourth, though. That's what they needed. Um, Bryce Terang has had himself a great week. Like, Welcome back to the big leagues. Gets his role back, and he's been playing phenomenal. Had a big home run also Thursday. But Wednesday, the defense gets them. The defense has been above average, I'd say, so far this year. And ugh, just frustrating. That ninth inning with Devin Williams, he gets a loss, the blown save. They score two in the ninth. And it was the, it was the defense. Two airs in the ninth. That's going to lose you a game easily. That'll always happen. Taylor hit a home run too, so that was cool. But should have been a series win, but instead a series loss for the Brewers. Uh, the defense, Monasterio, had some tough throws. He's been good defensively too. So just overall a frustrating um, Monday through Wednesday in Washington. But come home to the Pirates. 14-1 win on Thursday. It was phenomenal. They faced Quinn Priester on Friday, who ERA was over 9. And it was like, come on. Brewers can do this, right? And, I mean, Priester also a righty, throws a lot of strikes, which he's just gotten crushed. And Brewers, they they got runners on, but it was the same story. They can't, they couldn't get runners across. They can't score with runners in scoring position. It's been a theme all year. And it's still going on. And, yeah, they lose 8-4. to four. Uh, Strike zone was an issue for the Brewers. They took offense to it. Pat Murphy gets tossed. If you've not seen that ejection, I recommend you go watch that. It was a good one. But, yeah, Brewers lose that one Friday. I'm in attendance Saturday for Devin Williams' bobblehead day. And David Bednar comes in with the Brewers down 2-1. to one. His ERA is like one four five. It was, and the Brewers put together a rally. Blake Perkins is the pinch runner there for Carlos Santana. Then what happens? A right, you know, a fly ball hit to the right fielder. It was Henry Davis out there? And if you've seen this, um, Davis kind of like faltered. It kind of took a bad read at the ball. It seemed, and Blake Perkins tried to do something you do not do in Major League Baseball. You do not try to tag from first to second on a ball at the right field. You don't do it. You've like, that's like just one of those unwritten rules. Like, you you don't do it because you know it usually doesn't pan out. Um, just like a baseball common sense thing. He goes for it. He he felt he had an opportunity to go for it, and kudos to him. He made it to second. He advances to third on a wild pitch. He scores. Then Sal Freelich does the job. He's had himself a weekend series here. Five RBIs on Thursday. Game time single on Saturday. First career steal on Saturday. Credit or credits to South Freelick has been the difference. He is still not starting against left-handed pitching, though. He did come in in the fifth inning, though, on Saturday, I believe. So I am wondering, are we going to get to the point where he is going to play against left-handed pitching if they're going to start him? I think we'll get to that point this season. Um, I think just overall his poise at the plate, we've seen him walk. I think the numbers have been kind of unfair to him in terms like, I feel like people have been skeptical of just, you know, his average is 263. But if you look at the underlying, you know, if you, if you look how he's done, strikeouts, strikeouts are low. I mean, like he's got 12 walks to nine strikeouts. He's, he's done well against left-handed pitching. Um, he's in the ball hard. Uh, OVP's at 415. You start this guy against left-handed pitching if you're the Brewers. What what should happen here is um, Freelich should move into right um, 
I think. And then I'm wondering just what Tyrone Taylor, how you move, how you work with him in this lineup. So I kind of get why that, like where would Taylor's role be? Um, Weimer has continued to struggle has been the thing that I like to point out. I do think it gets right-handed pitching. Freel can start every day over Weimer. Um, that's just personally where I'm at. Uh, Weimer looks, Weimer's not ready for right-handed pitching yet in major league baseball. A batting average below 200 against right-hand pitching. It's actually 199 overall. Or that's Winkers. My bad. It's 214 overall, but it's under 200 against right-handed pitching. So nothing against Weimer. He brings above-average defense. He's kind of like Bryce Terrain, but right-handed hitting. In terms of they do well against the opposite side, but they're out there for their defense. Both are phenomenal defenders. So that's kind of where I feel we're at. But Terang had an absolute moonshot on Friday. He looked great. Uh, and Perkins with a walk-off single last night as well. You know, like this team, we know they can put together some some runs just with how this lineup's built. But the way we're going to have to operate moving forward is, is yeah, I mean, it's going to be Santana's the everyday guy at first. Just wondering how Canna fits in this lineup. He's He hasn't been great with the team so far, but um, you definitely feel there's going to be a role for him, right? You feel like uh, it's just been a little bit of a struggle. You feel he's going to be a guy who's definitely going to be an upgrade on this lineup. I'm hoping he gets it going. Definitely want to see um, Canna. And if you remember him from his Oakland days, his recipe, he gets on base. That, that's what he's great at. He will get on base at, you know, like you would prefer at like a 35 to 40% clip. He's at 31%, 32%-ish right now. Um, so that's what his team felt they needed, and that's why they went out and got a guy like Canada. So I like that move. Overall, they didn't give up much there for him as well. So you got to be pleased so far um, with how this weekend has gone. Obviously, you wanted the sweep, but if they win three or four, you're happy with that. And I, I pointed this out last week. The schedule gets easier. Yes, you face the Colorado Rockies at home. This team has not been good at all. They sold their trade deadline at the deadline, so their lineup's depleted right now. For the Brewers, you're looking at two out of three or a sweep. I mean, those are the expectations. They face another team that's sold in the Chicago White Sox. Um, the White Sox team got in a brawl yesterday, if you saw that one. I'm sure you did. There's going to be suspensions. It's possible what could happen here is – the guys who are involved in this brawl, like Tim Anderson, for example, they might appeal their suspension. So they might play under the appeal process Monday or Tuesday. They could potentially be sitting out during that Milwaukee series. There's a chance if they don't, if they appeal. So that means this lineup would be depleted of Tim Anderson, who again, hasn't had the best year, but it's still Tim Anderson. So I am pleased with kind of, you know, with this team's schedule moving forward, I'm hoping so. They have six games this upcoming week. I don't, I don't have the official prediction made, but I can tell you, you got three against Colorado, three against Chicago. I'll go through here. Um, I also have the Brewers winning on Sunday. It's Toy Tractor Day, so that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I have them winning on Sunday. Here, I want them taking that three of four. They're technically up two games on Cincinnati. But for week 20, it's three against Colorado, as I mentioned, 7-10 on Monday, 7-10 on Tuesday, 1-10 on Wednesday. Off day Thursday, all three of those games are on Bally Sports. 
You go to Chicago then Friday at 7-10 against the White Sox. That's on Bally Sports. Saturday on Fox, 6-15 p.m. And then Sunday on Bally Sports at 1-10. I'm looking forward to the game on Fox. If anyone else was watching, I found it weird how the Brewers were on Fox on Thursday. They were, on, um, they were only on Fox. A baseball night like in America on a Thursday night. They won 14-1, but the Brewers, Pirates on Fox on a Thursday night. Like, it didn't make sense to me, but okay. I'm happy to cheer on the team from there, but on Fox, just found an interesting spot. They're back on Fox then. They're on FS1 then the next Saturday. They're getting some national TV love. Some pretty cool stuff. So, giveaways this week, nothing, nothing going on. So, just letting you know on that. I will let you know my prediction challenge. The post will be out tomorrow, of course. So those are the big things. I want to talk about the offense a little bit before we wrap up. So we need William Adams to get it going. That was like one of my key things. OPS right now is at 669. His OPS plus, he is 18% below league average. Yes, you heard me say that right. Disappointing. Yelich has kept it up. The OVP is almost back to prime Yelich days. I'm serious. It's at 374 right now. So I love to see that. He's been just phenomenal this year. If you just break down the numbers, he's on pace for, you know, he could have 20 plus home runs, 90 RBIs, 30 steals. It's just phenomenal. So love to see that. But on the war side, he's officially hit three war, three wins above replacement, Christian Yelich. Love to see that. Corbin Burns has pumped himself up to number two on the team with a 2.3 war. William Contreras at three with 2.2. Piamps 1.8. Williams 1.8. Wade Miley 1.7, who's back. Weimer 1.6, mainly defense. Then Bryce Terang 1.1. Milner 1.1. I didn't talk about. Yeah, Weimer, uh, Weimer 1.6. Adamas 1.2. Blake Perkins is 0.9. And Brandon Woodruff, who's back, 0.7. That's going to go up after a start on Sunday. I believe. So those were the good news I wanted to share with you all there. One more announcement before I go. You bet the fantasy football league is back here. Um, right. The listener league, the podcast league, whatever, you know, like it's, it's back. And if you want to join, just message me on social media at your sports crew. We'll get you in the league right now. We're looking, I have it set for 14 spots in the league right now. Willing to move it down or up based on how many, what kind of demand. Um, if we need to make another league, we make another league. All right. It's a lot of fun. Interact with the listeners, play fantasy football. We have fantasy baseball playoffs coming up. We're going to try to do fantasy basketball again, of course, as well. So at, at Drew Sports Crew, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Drew Sports Crew, Facebook, and YouTube. I will see you all Thursday, 7 o'clock at Petsco Brewing in Manitowoc. Have a great week, everybody. Go Brewers. That's going to wrap it up here for myself, Drew Skyberg, here on this Sunday afternoon. Thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Drew Sports Crew, the perfect podcast for you.